This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So I'm there with Charlie Durning and uh, Lonnie Anderson and Ned's with us, Betty. And we're on the river rafting doing the deliverance tour. Okay. And I go, uh, there's a boat coming down behind us and we know it. And I go, hey, Ned, get up against that tree. I'm going to pretend to fuck you. You know, give him a thrill, right? Yes. He's the guy from the movie. Oh, so he's not involved. He's just going on the deliverance tour as a fan? Yeah, he just, you know, he hadn't been to that river in a few years. And uh-huh. it was just like, oh, it'll be funny. And he's going, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. And Lonnie Anderson starts, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's calling him a chicken. Okay. With her now I sounds. Get it. Now I get it. And so I was pretending to get it. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, and he's going like, ah, geez, I don't want to be seen as a chicken, but I also don't want dude pretend to fuck me on the tree when people come by. So he's in a bit of a pickle. Charlie Durning goes, I'll settle this. Has a heart attack and dies on the boat. Wow. Did that? You bailed him out. Bailed out his friend. He said, I'll settle this. Did it seem like that what he was trying to do? Uh, wow. I always assumed Uh that that was his intention. Yeah. That he was bailing out a buddy. Because you know. Yeah, that you can only take so much of that before you back down and you just do whatever you're being asked. And, and I don't think he wanted Ned to be in that position. And she was there, but she was married to Burt Reynolds. A while back, yeah. But this was after their divorce. This was right after. Right after. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so she went on the tour. Was that some kind of like aggressive act? Towards him, I'm just sort of confused why Lonnie Anderson would go on the on the deliverance tour. Honestly, my interpretation of it was always that she was craving the D from yours truly. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Now, what an what a, Let's listen to that again. What I just said. And let's just go through it and just pick it apart really carefully. It's an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. All good, interesting stuff. Yes, that's true. Uh, I guess when you say it so fast and you hear it over and over again, you maybe don't realize that the words have meaning and they were chosen carefully by two mega successful superstars. Uh, And that the show that what it's craft language. Yes. And what it's describing is a show that is. Good and smart and mm. has good things to oh, yeah. give to you. Oh, yeah. And when people listen to it and they don't understand, when if, if they don't listen to those words very carefully, they might think the show is not good. 
Yes. Sometimes they post about it online. Or they skip those words. Maybe they get in the car with their friend and they didn't hear that part mm, and they listen in the middle. Or They were going around. They were letting their friend in the car and then they were going around to get in. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. There may be something. There's been a misunderstanding. But they still have to be a part of a punishment segment called Ant Wrong. Mm. Which is where we read things that different people wrote and we explain to them what actually happened and why their perspective on the show was not right this time. And in this modern culture, we're so saturated with media that it is easy to maybe be writing about a different show, but you're accidentally in our forum, or for you to be reviewing something else, but you accidentally did it and said us. And so it's easy to be ant wrong. Mm -hmm. And what we try to do as a service is go, don't ever do this again. Shame on you. And so... I actually think that this first one, so, but most of these are about, we were on Comedy Bang Bang recently, yes. It had been a while since we'd been on there, and uh, that's one of the jokes. So this is a comment about our Comedy Bang Bang episode from Dirk Diggler. And now, I actually do think, like, like I was saying, that this is uh, what you had brought up, which is that he is thinking of a different show. Yeah. He is actually posting about something else. Yeah, okay. So he says, I adore Hollywood Handbook and Comedy Bang Bang. Sean and Hayes are my favorite podcasters. So far, so good. So far, this is a very good, interesting comment. And it sounds like he knows the show. I thought this episode was disappointing. Sean and Hayes are hysterical in their own right, deliberately not understanding CBB games gets old quickly, and they've been doing that bit for a long time. Okay, interesting, interesting. Okay, uh, I guess— I actually don't think it's interesting. What I'll, what I'll start off with is— Ant wrong. 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 Sorry. That's an ant wrong. Oh, I took a drink at the wrong time. That's <clears throat> a, that's that happens. Ant wrong. But what but uh, here's why I said it's interesting. Because the first half of the comment, mm-hmm. he was right. And what maybe happened is he copied and pasted from a comment he was putting on a different episode of something else. Yes. I think even he knows that he maybe made a mistake. Yes. Because he actually knows the show is good yes. and is interesting. And therefore, the episode we did was not disappointing. You know what I mean? It, it, it does feel like they must be from two different mm-hmm. comments about two different things. Well, he loses so his this fucking just a mind klutz. halfway through the thing. He's just a clutch. He's clumsy. And, uh, and I've, you know, almost spilled something before, so I understand. This is a comment on the Comedy Bang Bang subreddit from Figgy Cow. He says, this was a really bad episode. Wrong. It was a a very, very good episode. It was one of the favorites of the year by fans. It was the best episode they've done of that show, and it was a strong episode for us just in terms of podcasts. And just so you know, because you weren't even there for this, Scott afterwards was like, hey, I'm sorry for doing all my other episodes so bad before this one, which became the good one. And he did apologize, and he offered us a bunch of dough. He took out all the cash he had on him, which was a lot. He was we wearing like no, a vest well, made of we it. We said, no, well, we'll take some of it. Yeah, we took a little bit because on it, we weren't that mad. But and actually, Figgy Cal, you weren't even there for that part. And Figgy Cal, if you want to take down your comment, that's okay with us. This one's from The Lonious Monk on the same thread. Did this episode come off as unlistenable to anyone else? Well, this is a question. So... I've got your answer. No. And Aunt Wrong for even asking that question to anyone else. That implies that you did find it unlistable, but you must have listened to it. 
You should be downvoted into oblivion, friend. Maybe he's referring to Figgy Cow. Oh. And maybe he's saying like. He's saying the episode huh. that Figgy Cow just had where he was writing a comment I don't want to read. Yes. He's saying, did this comment come off as unlistenable to anyone else? And he said episode by accident. So it should be unreadable. What he wanted to say was. So did, that is actually wrong. Did this bit. comment come off as unli- unreadable to anyone else? And what, what he probably wanted to say after that, and maybe got so disgusted with Figgy Callie couldn't keep typing, was great episode. So episode's already in his head. Yeah. This one's from The Fish from Vermont. No, my worst nightmares have come true. Wrong. No, this is a freaking wet dream. Believe me, buddy, you'll know when your worst nightmares come true. Yeah, when your worst nightmares come true, it's when I found you and and I see you trying to write a comment like that, and I freaking punch your computer out. Punch your computer, and then I and when I'm hitting the computer, believe me, I'm looking right at you, going, "I wish this computer was you." This one's from. Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. It sucks so bad. Toy banned me on the Earwolf Reddit. Spoiled my Monday. No. Ain't wrong. Monday rocks now. And, and he says, oh, well, y'all have fun. Ain't wrong. You have fun, no, too. No, you're the one having fun with everyone because it's a... Did you hear the intro to the show? It's funny and smart and good. And it, we're nice guys and we're funny and we're doing great shows. That's what we did on the show. You should say, I'm having fun the most. <sighs> and so this, we also want to do something from the Mike Lawrence episode, which people did like for the most part, but... We got a couple comments on it that we do want to refer. In general, they were very positive, but something we want to refer to. Son of a mama, referring to you talk about Midnight Special. Oh, yeah, I mentioned that show, yeah. And son of a mama says, I love HH. Cool. But I don't really care about Sean's take on film. His criticism is a pretty huge nitpick, IMO. I think everyone agrees the film loses a little when it gives away some of the early mysticism for a concrete answer on the child's powers, but it far from ruins it. There are plenty of plot turns afterwards, and the fate of everyone is not set in stone for sure. I remember Sean also complaining about how imitation games spent time on characterization over the main plot line. Comedians aren't good critics, and his reasoning seemed fairly weak. Wow, that's really wrong of you. Boy, that's wrong, son of a mama. Let me think. There's really only one thing that's ant right, which is I love HH. Although you're even ant wrong about that, because if you love HH, you do really care about Sean's take on film. Because the whole fucking show is just my fucking take uh, and Hayes' take on fucking media and television and film and Hollywood and actors and people in the entertainment industry and the way they behave. And that is what HH is. So basically, you either do love HH or you don't really care about Sean's take on film. And maybe you don't care about my take on film because you just wanted to put out your take on film and have your little moment where you get to feel like Sean on Hollywood Handbook who gets to tell everybody what he thinks about the different things he sees. And you're going to now be the smart guy and actually know what's really going on in Midnight Special. And that you actually have to admit 
in your review that everyone agrees the film loses your words a little when it gives away some of the early mysticism. Well, the whole fucking first half of the movie is just hinged on you being curious about the early mysticism and the cult and all that. And it essentially is just the audience sort of putting together the puzzle pieces of trying to figure out exactly what's going on. And my experience was as soon as I'd gotten the edges of the puzzle in place, I found out that the entire center of the puzzle was just one big piece that got dropped in in a moment. But I still had to sit there and look at the finished puzzle for another hour and 20 minutes. So my experience at the film was not that enjoyable, but you liked it. So I guess you are uh, the person who does have a take on film we all need to hear. And uh, is it true, uh, I guess, that uh, comedians don't make good critics? Is that a good characterization to make, that an entire profession wouldn't make good critics? A profession who basically only thinks about media and people and structuring stories and jokes and trying to come up with ways to surprise. Comedy is just surprise. We've gone over that, which is something that maybe a lot of films want to try to do too, is give you information in an entertaining and surprising way. And isn't that what comedians want to do? And I also wonder, since you know so much what jobs are good critics, what exactly is your job that makes you such a good critic? I mean, I know that you're on Reddit writing a comment, so you must be, what, the fucking A.O. Scott from the fucking New York Times? Or are you just some fucking schmuck who didn't like what I said about a movie because you liked it and maybe you feel dumb that you didn't get it that they screwed up the movie and by the way if i don't like the fucking parts of imitation game where it's a bunch of little kids acting and i did like the other parts of it and i wanted to stop going back to that that doesn't mean that i don't understand the concept of characterization it means i didn't enjoy watching that part of the film and i'm allowed to say that without someone taking the entire profession which by the way i'm not really a comedian i'm actually a fucking screenwriter and that's what i get paid to do more than i don't do fucking stand-up jokes okay so yeah i think i've thought a lot about stories and putting them on the screen for people to enjoy. So that's just, that's just a side note. But what is it that you do again? I can't remember. So anyway, uh, it's a nitpick to you that from 40 minutes into the film, I don't like the movie anymore. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't feel that nitpicky to me. There were plenty of plot twists for you. Let me ask you something, son of a mama. Was there any point where you didn't think the kid was going to get to the fucking drop zone at the moment that he needed to be there? That's a a spoiler. No. You knew he was going to get there. Did you not know what was going to happen after he said, like, the aliens live in the world, but they're just in a lair that we can't see? No, you knew that you were going to see the lair of aliens and he was going to walk in there. So the movie was over. So son of a mama... Maybe next time you want to write a comment on Reddit, don't be so ant wrong. Okay. And I... Oh, and his reasoning seemed fairly weak. You wrote that. Yeah. It should be his reasoning. Yeah, that is wrong. You know, I did... I did, like, the movie. Oh, yeah. Hayes liked Midnight Special. So that was it, wrong. We're coming back, and we're going to have a guest this time. On Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. So, Max, 
Weinberg and I were dim sum. We've almost made it all the way through the whole cart, through the mm-hmm. whole dim sum cart. Do me some of that. Eat the cart. I'll text <laughs> him and I'll say, you want to go eat the cart? And he'll say, yes, let's go. And so we're finishing up and he puts the chopsticks kind of under his top lip. So they're coming down in a way to make him look like a walrus. Very funny. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. If I start laughing. Yeah. And he, his face kind of like scrunches up like he's going to cry after he does that. He looks really sad. And I'm like, Matt, Matt, what, what, what's wrong? Yeah. And I guess he wasn't – he felt like I was laughing at him, and he wasn't doing that to be funny. He actually was very self-conscious about what I would think. Well, okay. So he wanted why to look did nice. he do it? Oh, he was doing it to be I, handsome for you. I think he was trying to impress me and be handsome and think that I would like to see him with such big teeth. Aha, because – Dracula is sexy in our culture today, to Twilight movies, as much as I think that's perverted and sick to have a monster be a sex symbol, Max doesn't know that. Yes. Now, so did you at any point when you wanted more dim sum and they sort of go by with the cart, go, dim me some of that? No, I understand that's your thing and I, but when i said it you had no big you, laugh there was nothing there well i now it, i'm self-conscious about you think when you laugh i'm gonna get about my feelings hurt because i'm saying start it, crying i'm saying it just to be handsome to you dim me some of that um oh that's too bad that he's such a whiny weinberg that he got sad about that um hey welcome hey, to the hollywood, hollywood handbook, handbook and, and insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping and names are those people still out there brett i feel like i heard a noise no that's just me you made a clumping noise? Because yeah. outside there were people before doing all There were people outside and around. Brett wants the door open and it's hard for me. I would need to have it to my back or something, but when I can look and see outside, I feel like I can't record the podcast right. And dropping names in this industry we call showbiz. Oh, what up, what up? And earlier up. before you heard I'm going to close the door. I'll close it. I don't want it open. That was me clumping, but... I don't want it open. And he's doing the clumping again, and it did sound like that was him before. And what I was saying is earlier before you heard a song with a singer. And they were playing music. And normally you just hear the song and it's on tape, but that was a live performance. Yeah, that was a special live edition. And you're thinking, wait a minute, I didn't hear a song. But you did. And you always hear the song on the show. And it's the theme song and it's from the show. And it's written by a very special woman. Uh, and very proud, noble woman, and a song woman. And her name's Annalise. And why did she play it live? Because she's here. So Annalise is here, and, and you and and say and sing sing into the microphone, but in just talking and give them a what up, what up, what up, what up. Hey, wow. and that's those pipes. What a nice voice. Those golden pipes. Annalise, we love when you do songs for us, and we loved uh, the song for this show, and we love the um, other show song that I guess other people weren't as enthusiastic about because it did not get a lot of attention for the show. But we we thought it was good, so that's on us. That's not your fault. Thank you. Now, we've loved how well the song has served us. It maybe has peaked, 
Yeah, I saw a tweet the other day that said it may be the most beautiful song ever recorded. Maybe, maybe not. I, I know I, I was. I also saw that. I was involved in the writing of it. Um, so maybe it's time for us to get fresh, get now. Maybe we workshop a song today. Not get fresh with you, you know. No. Absolutely when he not. says that, that's not what he means. I would never cross Some people might, like but some that. people might. Mm-hmm. And the music business is like that, isn't it? It's very much like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always like that. Who's the freshest? Who's the freshest one you've worked with out bad, of all the big names? In a bad way. In a bad way. And not Michael Jackson bad way. Um, <laughs> Man, there's so many. Yeah. And even one name. Right. And Brett, by the way, is in the music industry. And Brett knows too. Yes. So if that's the name you say, Engineer Brett, you know, I'm not going to hold it against you or him. But he might. But he may. He might hold it against you. Or try to. Now, what I would say is it's time for us to have some transparency in this industry, isn't it? Yes. And to actually show people what the process is of writing a hit song like our original theme song. Yes. And so let's just crack in and just give us a ukulele strum and we'll just hear a little bit. Just Just strum it and just just we'll hear the quality of it and that'll give us inspiration. And where are you transported to? Hum. Hum. And where did that take you, Hayes? The beach. Yeah, I felt like I was on the beach as well. Do you know Jason Mraz? Uh, I'm familiar with Jason Mraz. He has a ukulele, huh? Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yes. Is that his? This actually is his. Oh, wow. Oh, boy. And so, isn't that exciting, listeners? Yeah, it makes me a little scared. Oh, yeah. Come in and throw his hat at me. <laughs> it looks sharp. Yeah. Now... Okay, let me think of what a good song would be because I got a little bored of the last one from listening to it too much. Mm-hmm. Even the best stuff, there could be too much of a good and thing. And that's good transparency because a lot of these guys say that they can listen to their songs forever and they still like it just as much. But yeah. the truth is you get bored of it and sometimes you don't even hear it anymore. You got, ever gotten sick of one of your songs, Annalise? Oh, yeah. Even you. You throw yeah. up? Even me. Uh, no, I've never gotten f- actually physically ill hmm. from listening to mm-hmm. my own music, yeah. but I've certainly grown Lucky tired you. of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and was it your favorite song at one point that you got sick of because you played it too much because you thought it was so good? Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, how the latest thing you do is always your favorite thing. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So something that you thought was really good and then hindsight you realize. Like the Jake and Amir episode. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've gotten sick from my just in case you guys were wondering. Physically sick. Physi- yeah, I pu- I, I barfed. Well, you uh, do a lot of noise blood. experimentation trying to generate physical Certain response. Certain waves. From my own yeah. guitar solo one time, it was so kick-ass, I barfed wow. blood. and <laughs> Wow. You know, I believe you. We have a fresh musician that, here. She doesn't seem to believe you. But I heard that was a lot later that you like you, you played the guitar solo, but that it was like a month and a half later that you threw up and that you said it was from the guitar solo. And that the well, day yeah. before you threw up, that some of what you ate was not something people would normally eat. 
or categorized as food. Is that true? Yes, that's true, but you can't you can't say the one caused the other. But you can say that about your much earlier guitar solo. Yeah, I yes, I can because it was so kick ass. Mm. Everyone agreed. What were some of the big notes you were playing that were so good? The big notes? Yeah, like was Just it kind of we like talking a, power chords or what? There was like a good like a and make you look a little sick. Yeah, that actually makes me sick. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> here now, Annalise, can you play that note for us? So just so we can hear it, you know, not from Brett. I mean, can you, can, what, what was? The... <laughs> I don't think he has a lot more of those. He doesn't have a lot of vocabulary around music. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm yeah, not but whammy, sure. but whammy bar it. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't bring the uh, ukulele with the whammy bar. On oh, it, so. damn. Okay, next bad time. luck. Next time. Well, what would be a good? What's now? What are people d- listening to on the radio that they think is so good? Yeah, um, something gritty. Doesn't it feel like music's gotten grittier? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know what I really like about. Music right now, mm-hmm. I feel like it's taking a turn towards acoustic. Oh, wow. I feel like people are going away from all this overproduction yes. and yeah. this anthemic, and it's like, let's Absolutely. strip it down and just get into the nitty gritty. That's right. Yeah, like Pink said. That's good. Uh, I, wa- I do want this to be about the, like, Drinking and stuff, and like having fun, like at the club. We definitely want people to be able to listen to it at the club, which Mm -hmm. is a big complaint about our podcast. That people, sure, they're having fun listening to it, but when they put it on at the club, it kind of shuts the place down. Okay. Yeah. So just the idea of like, because it can be gritty and stripped down and all that, but just for sure, this idea of like a raise your glass kind of Mm. sentiment, not exactly, Mm. not exactly say that, and we've checked. Yes, but we could say something like, "Tip your mug." Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a taste of like a tip your mug kind of anthem that Mm -hmm. is about Hollywood? Um. A tip your mug anthem. Yeah. That's about getting fucked up, getting blitzed. Um, that's about A-list stars. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about transparency. Hmm. Uh, entertainment. That's about being the number one podcast. And that's about having fun with your friends and girls. Oh, and it's a smart, funny, nice show with cool guys who are fun to be around. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can think of something. Maybe like a... Oh, geez, let's see. Like, hmm. The tip your mug thing. You is want sort me of, to you want me to come in with that? Do you wanna do that's the part that's giving you trouble? Yeah. Do you wanna just do take I'm care of the other stuff? That. It should take be care of the other stuff. Done pretty aggressively, I think. Maybe take yeah. care of the other stuff, and I'll interrupt you by insisting someone tips their mug. Yeah, okay. just like just when I feel it, it should be like, "Hey, yeah." But you just take care of the Hollywood a list celebs, nice, funny, smart guys doing a fun podcast with their friends, partying. There's girls, okay, and you and you're ready to blast off. And I'll be the guy that is like, 
has the mug and is considering it. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Okay. And hug okay. rhymes with mug. And okay, Brett's got that like, on, on the chamber. Maybe something like uh, Hollywood handbook where there's smart, funny guys. There's always tons of girls around. Everybody's getting fucked up. Because it's the Hollywood handbook. Kind of like that. That's so good. And I didn't even find a spot to say, hey, tip your mug. It makes me want to do it anyway without having to even be peer pressure because wow. it feels like everyone's having so much fun. Yeah, because it feels like anyone who's not tipping their mug is probably not hearing, be able to really enjoy the song. Yes. And probably can't listen to the podcast and have fun either. Right. Gosh, that was good. This is okay. Can I say what it's missing maybe? Yes. Uh-huh. It's just the sort of lemonade element mm-hmm. of like maybe we're mad at someone. Sure, that's a good idea. And maybe. we're gonna forgive them, mm. and and maybe it's, maybe it's Earwolf, maybe mm. a specific time. Yeah, that could be interesting. Maybe it's like Kevin Pollock that we're mad at because once he said he would be on the show, and then mm. uh, we, mm. and then rescheduled on us, and then didn't reschedule again. Didn't ever reschedule. So maybe it's about that specific moment, and like, but like just alluding to it, so people can like be speculating. But we want to so like, also forgive Kevin Pollock, and maybe we right. release this song on his podcast, right? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think I do. So like one, you know, one time. Yeah. So this is like the second, it could be like kind of the second The verse second verse. This is, is going like, to be much longer than our first song, I think. Okay. Yeah. So should I and say his name? And are you feeling this? Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I'm feeling it. Say his name? Yeah, Kevin Pollack. Yeah. Say Kevin Pollack. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like a, it's not like just a, you know, we want him to know. It's basically. yeah, it's not subtle at all. Okay, okay, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was looking for. We'd like him so. to hear it. So it should begin with one time. Mm-hmm. So one time, Kevin Pollock was supposed to be on the Hollywood Handbook, and he said he was going to reschedule, but he never did. And he might have missed the biggest opportunity of his life. What an asshole! Yeah, so yeah. except the one sentiment I would like is like it we still Oh, oh, oh would okay. have him, we would have him if he's free. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe right. more like uh So this one time Kevin Pollock was supposed to be on the Hollywood handbook. And he said he was going to reschedule but he never did. And we're kind of mad, but if he wanted to come back, we'd probably still have him. That really works That's for good. me. That's that good. gets a lot of it across. I like that he knows that I'm kind of mad. Yeah, because I don't want him to think it's okay. It's like a total push. But I don't want him to think like he didn't totally blow it because like yeah, like if he's free, he's got a lot of, you know, big fan base. Yeah. Definitely has time. You think? Yeah. You would think so. I think so. You would but. feel like he might Again, it's another guy who I don't want his hat thrown at me. You yes. know, between him and Mraz. He'd slice your head off. Oh, almost. gosh. I'd be in ribbons. I'd be shred to ribbons. So now, this is really good. This has been going great so far. Do we got a have lot of the message. break it down at some point and to do like a sort of percussive thing? Like a stomp. I know you don't have drums here, but yeah, anything mean, can be drums because of stomp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or we could just do the like... Yeah, that's good. And, okay. Okay. 
Okay, great. And Brett and really wants you, everyone Brett. to know that he is that he likes music as well. It's very important that he convince everyone that he likes music. It's important for him, and so we don't want to uh, stifle Brett at all if he's got an idea. Brett, musically, I just, I'm just what here do you if feel? you need me. Uh, you know, just producing the whole thing, and you know, I play a couple instruments and. Yeah, this is just the sort of jam sesh before we record it, so it's not you're not producing it. Okay, but that doesn't mean don't like mess with the board or anything. Yeah, right. But you, we never had a conversation about you being a producer on this song. Well, I put this rug down and these candles, and I I have my tambourine. I thought this was the musician episode, and you were going to interview me about, about some how of much your I musical like music. ideas. Okay, well, okay, we can. I guess fine, we can get fine, that out of the fine, way pretty fine. quickly. We could carve out a little time for yeah. that. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, if we have time for that, that at could the also end, we'll maybe do that. be this verse. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Hannah would you mind doing a verse that just sort of establishes that Brett likes music, so that we don't have to deal with it for the rest of the episode? Okay, so like <laughs> Engineer Brett Producer, producer uh, Producer engineer, Brett Engineer, engineer, engineer Who's actually an engineer Wants us to know He really likes music Plays a tambourine Sounds kind of like he Producer Brett yeah. uh, makes a lot of claims about playing music, but none of them have been verified. How's that? I think that's well, fair. That's pretty. That's pretty generous. <laughs> that, that's sort of that's, pretty, sorry. Ge- <laughs> that's generous, Brett. That they haven't been verified. Well, I it covers all our bases. I legally. wanted you to to notice also the melancholy tone. Of the verse that was... Yeah, it brings us down a little bit, so we are going to have to come back pretty strong. Yeah, and we're going to have to really blast off with the next verse, and you (laughs) put us in that spot. really sad sounding. I thought it was going to be more like an anthem. As a a, um, professional musician, I I just am a mirror of your energy. That's what I was get. That's felt like what I was kind of getting. She's an artist. You can't ask her to falsify, you know, a verse about you when it's sad to see you doing this. It's going to make people sad, Brett, for you to be sort of trying to wedge your way into this song. When quite frankly, your tambourine is keys. The guitar <laughs> solo happened a month before. You straight up ate. I'll just say it. Drywall. Don't say it. You ate drywall. And you said it was cookies. And then you threw up from it and you said, that's from my guitar solo that was so good. And when we asked you what notes were in the guitar solo, you made a screechy sound and you couldn't name any of the notes. And then when you started naming them, they had numbers, not letters. Right. The fret number. I I, hope that's what it was. That almost sounds like your name, that you just made something up based on your name. Yeah. I just made up the the note based on my this name. This fret thing, because you're Brett. Oh right, All two of a sudden, T's. Fret is part of music. Two T's. Please, Brett. I'm fretting about you right now. I'm worried that you're not well. Now, 
I have noticed there's some new posters up outside in the hallway, and one of them actually has a picture of Adam Sachs. Do you know who that is, Annalise? Uh, no, I don't. So he's the big boss of Earwolf. I appreciate you saying that, even if you do know who That's very like. sweet. Yes. Now, is it strange, because you know who we are, mm-hmm. that there's no photo of us on the wall, even though we won a big award in LA Weekly, and there is a photo of Adam Sachs on the wall, even though he... Didn't win that award, and in fact, no one else at Earwolf won that award. I find that extremely unusual. It's very strange, isn't it? What would that sound like in song form? It's kind of trippy. And we can stay in the sad part. Or maybe this is more just an, uh, like a questioning. Yeah. Like, where is the love? We're kind of lost. Yeah, like, kind of like, where is the love? Yeah. What, uh, what, what's his name again? Adam Sachs. Adam Sachs. I know. But if you want to call him Adam Snacks. Oh, okay. He is not a big guy, but. That almost helps us get away with something. He's actually in very good shape, but. It sings nicer. Yes, and this can be sort of like the Becky version of the thing. Mm -hmm. This is who is is Adam Snacks. Yeah, Adam Snacks with the good hair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,. It's pretty unusual, Adam Snacks As a poster on the wall in his own office But yet, Sean and Hayes Who won a gigantic award in LA Weekly Go on unacknowledged But that's okay, I guess that's the way Snacks likes it But we're still wondering Where is the love? Yes! That's good. Wow, and we can't find the love. Where is the love for a Hollywood handbook? Where is it? Mm. And, but now we need a big, like, because, like, to get us into the show, big blast off. Okay. To mm-hmm. be like, get ready. Maybe returning to the world of everyone getting so fucked up. And, like, we did like the idea that everyone is getting so fucked up. And there's yeah. girls everywhere. And, yeah, like, they're always around. Yeah. Um, and here okay. it comes. And so maybe this is the, the time to tip your mug. Yes. That might end up working out. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. I only, I don't play the ukulele that often. Uh huh. So, I only know a couple of chords on it. Yeah. But let's hear the different ones, and we can sort of think we'll about. We'll pick one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Which one's good? There's this one. Or this one. Hum 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 hum. Hum 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 hum. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. that's about my the my, range. I would say the second one almost. Is I like a, the second one too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It was hard for me to tell where the different ones began and ended. Mm-hmm. But for me, being I of course I know a lot about the circle of fifths. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that music is math. Yes, that's correct. Although Brett, <laughs> yeah. It's letters to say the notes, and I think you know that. Can you speak on the idea, Annalise, just for people listening, that music is math, please? Oh, that would help us. Well, uh, mm, yeah, music is, in fact, math. Yeah, as, it is, isn't as it? As you said. And let's, yeah. stay in, let's stay in that area, and let's dig into that a little bit, this idea of music being math and them being the same thing. Maybe even speak on that. Yeah, um, well, you know, everything is 
based on numbers in math, mm-hmm. and everything is also based on numbers in music, hence how music is related to math. Oh, Sorry, wow. This is a uh, rogue production technique, I think. <laughs> and that's producer Brett really trying to make it known that he is still in the room, even if <laughs> he's not talking. And he has a lot of ways to influence the show. Well, I just wanted to highlight the point. It's really important. I think people know music is math. Well, right. maybe actually, Brett, if you do actually want to be a help here, that if this last verse is going to be like the real blasting off, yeah, that you can add some elements. So it's like everyone's getting really pumped up and like, like their bodies are starting to get to a place by, where by they the, can like listen to the show. Yeah. By the way, yeah, um, like. I know for a lot of people, they music is very mathematical because they've probably mm. studied it for a oh, long time, like Engineer second. Brett. Uh-huh. But I um, just had natural ability, so I didn't really... Oh, okay. So to me, it's just all based on... You theory. just kind of feel the music. Exactly. You hear it. You play it. So I know there are. it's rooted in mathematical principles, but it doesn't really apply to me. Yeah. So what do you know? You just like heard some music, liked music, picked up a ukulele, all of a sudden you got a music career. That's right. As opposed to somebody who maybe read a lot of books about music. Spent a lot of money on an education. Bought a lot music. of Beatles t-shirts. And then sort of tried to make make it all about the numbers when a lot of times it's got to come from your heart and That's not your head. I could not have said it better myself. Yeah, and not just your head, but it comes from your heart. Yep. So maybe this all last right. verse is well, about – oh, go ahead, Brett. What were you going to say? Um, I I just – if I put on that reverb, it's not – it's my idea. It's my production, not yours. Okay. Well, okay. Um so maybe in this last verse, we talk about how Hollywood Handbook kind of comes from the heart and how we're winning. That's a good idea. I'd like to talk about how we're winning and we're on top. Uh, yes, that's a good idea as well. I'd like to mention everyone else kind of having to get down and suck on these and uh, and kiss this and uh, and just blow off and fuck off. Um, I'd like good. to say that we are kind of the champions and that everyone else uh, – could kind of um, and maybe this idea of like get this and get out of here, that. like go, oh, go away. Ahead. Yeah, go. Yeah, just just be just beat it, Busters, and just go away and just make room. Yeah, uh, for the big badasses coming through. And, and so certain us. people who are listening to the show will know that it's not even supposed to be for them because they're in trouble as far as we're concerned. Yeah, and that maybe if they don't like it, uh, maybe that's intentional because it's actually supposed to be something they don't like. That's making fun of them almost. Yeah. Mm. Some of the people who work here. And uh, and so, and uh, it might not hurt to have it say that we're tough. Right. Do you know what I mean? And you're feeling that probably, Annalise, being yeah. around us. Yeah. Just some of the stuff we're saying about making people go away and, I, and I sort hope of you're not getting scared that we no, might beat them up. Very intense, though. Yeah, because I mean. you're on the right side of this thing thank mm-hmm. god yeah luckily right because of the intense energy so uh i guess if our toughness came through and how we're on top and everyone else kind of sucks and has to suck on this okay and get out of here and be, yes and please do beat it okay and not the head uh okay oh thanks engineer brett oh you're, you got it thank you 
I didn't take lessons. He's that, helping. That um, production is outstanding. And Brett's being a I helper. I didn't take lessons. And he's never I taken a lesson. Self-taught. Self-taught. Okay. You said. Doesn't add up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Those guys can wait. What was it? They can beat it, and they have to get down. It's like on these, and also we're winning. They're losing. They have to get out of here, and they yes, and yes. They, they really should please beat it and beat feet. And if you could say I produced it, that would be cool. Okay. And kiss off. You, Brett, should and come up. That with was Sean that said that. And no, no, but you should. I come don't up. remember who. said I'm not mad about the kissing off. I think you should come up with your like producer tag at some point. You know? My producer tag? Yes, like how the different DJs. There is already a DJ mustard, so you can't be that. But you know how they say, like, it's this is Brett's, you know, like something like that. Cannon. Yeah. In song? I've never heard that in a song. It goes at the beginning. This is Brett production. It goes at this, yeah. So you think of something like that, but okay. we'll, we'll, we'll do it wild and we'll plug it in at the beginning. Okay, so don't okay. do it now or the song. We do, we want to get this and clean. to let okay. them know that it's new shit. Yes. Do you know how this to do is that? New shit produced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're getting right. close. Right. Yeah, right. but it should right. be yeah very yeah. short. Uh, okay. okay. So now this is the verse about us beating everyone up. Yeah. Okay. And, and how tough we are. Yeah. And should I just direct it towards like? You know who you are. Is that the vibe? That might be good. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it might then frighten some people. Yeah, who <laughs> we don't didn't even intend it to. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You know, the thing about the ukulele is it's it lends itself to uh, pacifist, gentler type music. Of it's music. not as tough. Yeah, so it's hard right. for me. You to might f- have to really strum that thing then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Maybe it's a. Uh... So let's see. That was scary. I'm, yeah, I'm, that was I'm, feeling. I'm, I'm, I'm that felt to, good. I'm trying to um, pick up your your guys' super intense energy right now mm-hmm. and channel it into the song. Well, I'm giving so you all the, both I'm, of us at once. Yeah, I'm giving you all the heat I got. So, so yeah. maybe like uh, something like, you know who you are, and you can suck on these and just beat it. Cause you need to make room for us because we're kind of a big deal and there's not enough room for our egos in this room and I think you really know oh you guys I'm not quite sure I, that was you're not sure about what I'm not quite that was sure so was many of the that. points we were hit <laughs> yeah. yes and the anchor man was in there a little bit the not enough room for our egos I in this room felt like maybe yeah. that maybe felt like just too many rooms yeah yeah. Okay. So maybe um, just staying on the staying idea on of the us. theme of us being strong okay, rather okay, than our okay. ego, which uh, yeah, is right. really we actually don't even have one. We're actually really big humility guys. And okay. Hayes, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. I um, if I had a big e- if I were like a jerk, then I would have to beat myself up and be yeah. mad at myself. Oh, oh, oh. But actually, it's everyone else it. who's bad, and we're good. Okay. Yeah, because I am so interested in justice, if I had a big ego, I would actually pulverize myself and get totally wiped out and would just be a big mess. But instead, uh, I'm brave and uh, And it's everyone else humble. who's getting punched out. Yeah, and they okay. have to because of okay. my code. Got it, got it, got it. Okay. So 
So maybe it's something more like, uh, okay, you know who you are, because you're terrible, and we're super great, and humility is a really big deal to us, and we're going to kick your ass if you don't get out of this room, because we can't stand you, and I can't really say specifically, because there's so many people, but you know who you are, and you can suck on these, and beat it, guys. Good. They're yep, good. that's feeling good. That's good. They're gone. That's feeling good. They're almost gone. Probably a combination of those two. I, yeah. I, lost, I lost a few of the talking points as I was oh, going Oh, well. Along. There were so uh, many. Just and, that we're on top. And and yeah. were, exactly. There yeah. were so, there's so many good ones. That and are, there was a mention of us being tough, I think. Yeah, it's, it was implied. Yeah. She said room again, I noticed. Oh, well, Brett. I didn't say she couldn't say it at all. I said the one line where she said there's not enough room for our egos in this oh, room right. maybe had too much too room in it. Right. Yeah. There's only one room this time. All right. And this is a room. Yeah, and actually she is, is a room. feeding off the energy of where she is, which is the room. Mm-hmm. Now, Hayes, do you wanna have her lay down a little bit of a strum and then you'll just slap in some of your voice on it? I know you've been very upset that your voice wasn't on the song. And right. a lot of times when people talk to you about the song, you go, well, I'm not even in that part, so why are you bring it up to me when people mention liking that? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Where was Where is this going to go in the song? Is there, like, sort of an interlude? Yeah, this will be... Where I could be, sort of do my yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you just want to give him, like, a gentle strum... And this is going to be sort of like a philosophical, mm-hmm. um, sort of a tangent mm-hmm. that sort of gets at the heart of... What I sort of my perspective on things, which yeah, I just want to get. That'd be great. I, I just want to get represented in the in the song. I'd love for you to have that space. Okay. All these people running around. Where's everybody going? Skiing. That's it. That's really good. And I, I genuinely do want to know. Yeah. So that's, that was um, amazing. If I, if I, How much reverb do we have on this right now? Is there a little bit? I or? took it off for yeah. you. Took oh. it off. Okay. Okay. And then Maybe I, I miss it. I mean, do, should I get a similar sort of philosophical idea out there? Yeah, just so sure. So it's sort of even-handed? Yes. Yeah. Man, the way this world's got so crazy. Seems like people forgot about what's really important. Skiing. And that's it. So, I mean, is that feeling like we're get, we're hitting a lot of bases? That's good. That made it sound more like he was powerful than mine did. Yeah. I assume we can put that on later. We can fix that. No, this is just a live. Well, do you have any other ideas you want to get out, Hayes? <sighs> I can try and think of throw some, some re- reverb on it. Try it again. I can or try if and you, think of some ideas. I mean, uh, you could just freestyle a verse, too. Okay. Because that one I spent a lot of time on, but <laughs> but I could try and do one where that's just sort of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. Driving. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you don't like my production? Oh, Brett! 
Oh, now you see what I do? Filter, Brett. Oh, God. Say it. He's going to throw up from your guitar solo. Say it. Ugh. Sounds awful. I hate it. What did you do? I'm producing this. You intentionally bad produced Haze. What kind of sound was that? Uh, A telephone filter. My own sort of recipe. Okay. Well, you should have told him that because then he could have made it sound let's like try, he was let's try it, let's try it again. Let's try it again. Something. Let's try it again. All right, I'll give you with your... that filter. No, no, no. Something that's because if it's that I'll filter, he should so be dis- calling the song to warn the song about something. Yes. Was that supposed to be a telephone? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah. it's just uh, warn just, me. I don't want to just be suddenly on a telephone enhance anymore. The nasal um, frequency. Peanut butter and apples. Is not dessert, Mom. Give me a real dessert. Good. And that's something I've been wanting to get out there for a long time. Yeah, that's helpful for a lot of people to hear that. And did you have one more? This is a good time to sort of unload some of this baggage. Oh, boy. Uh, now, well, before we even talk about it, am I going to be calling the song to tell the song something, or am I just going to be sort of... See, that didn't even sound to me so much like I was on the telephone. Uh, I did it halfway. I split the difference. Hmm. Exactly like what you asked for. So, d- yeah, do you want to say, like, hi, song... So you're saying something to the song. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yes. Okay. That. Yeah. I can try. More people like should say that. More singers should be like, "Hello, it's rude. song." Yes. It's rude. I mean, yeah. Annalise, you're you work in music. How yeah. rude do you feel like people are to the music? They. they uh, very. Yeah, yeah. Because Actually. they're almost never addressing the song mm-hmm. or talking to me, who's listening. Right. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's supposed to be a conversation between. The singer, the song, and the listener. And the mm-hmm. audience, yeah. And, and what about does, when the radio host is talking over the song? I hate that. Maybe you can tell him to stop talking over it. You know when they're playing a song and they're talking over it until okay, the lyrics Brett start? wants to do uh Brett wants to do a, get a message out a as riff. well. Yeah, he's got a riff. Okay. Ready. So I guess I'm Annalise, saying, go ahead, uh, give Annalise, him a lot of give stuff. him the backing track. <laughs> Listen, radio, radio DJ, don't talk over the intro to the song until Sean's voice starts. I hate that. Don't do that anymore. But That's you, all I'm asking. You're supposed to say Produced hi. Produced by Brett Morris. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to say hi to the song, too. So you were actually being rude. Yeah, that's too bad. Okay, now Sean, do your thing, and then we can stitch all this together. Okay, and I'll just, and I'll probably, this will be sort of in the form of like a freestyle. Okay, great. Uh, uh, yeah, give me the beat. Here we go. I'm gonna start. Gonna start at one, two, one, and two, and three, and let's go. Gonna drop it in a second. Boom, here it comes. Yeah, give me that beat. So we almost got there. 
Oh, and a uh, high song. So we almost got there, and I think that I don't, I don't want to blame the beat or anything like that, but we were really close. It wasn't really giving him a good <laughs> opportunity to jump in. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? It was well, such a strong... And, you know, most songs these days have um, what is known in the business as uh, a drop. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. A big drop. And that's yeah. where, and and that's a place where Sean could really find his way that's, into the I song. That's I think what what he instead needed of like there. was the, the drop. jump rope thing where he's kind of like you know just hesitating on the outside, being like okay, yeah, but it's waiting, going, seeing like I know that I can do it, but yeah, I don't know it, when. It was going a little too mm-hmm. fast. And mm-hmm. so, do you feel that the producers edit out a lot of you talking to your songs? Sometimes that's been an experience. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. I know a lot of times when I'll see the live version of your stuff. You're really in a dialogue with that song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I suppose that's true, actually. You're going, hey, thanks for doing that last chord, and yeah. now I'm going to do some lyrics over you. Hope that's okay. It yeah. gets ro- romantic in like a very sort of m- muted way, where like mm. you want to keep it very professional, I think, for the show, but mm-hmm. it seems like you and the song sometimes have... A moment. Yeah. What... Uh, was Snoopy's deal. The bird can hear him, that he could talk to the bird or he can't. They're, Cause they're friends. And he seems to say words. Yes. But what they say yeah. sounds different. They're not yeah. speaking the same language to each other. Charlie can't hear either no. one of them. No, no Brown. Mm-hmm. So what's going on with that? What is the story mm-hmm. there? Um, in the Peanuts verse. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really familiar with You Peanuts. don't know it? Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's the show. Okay. Well, thanks so much. And uh, the pro version, I guess, is, um, you know, Annalise is just going to take us out singing about the Peanuts, which he does know about it. And uh, with that will be given to... Um, yes. Who's a good guy? Who's a good guy? There are so many new ones. I know it's hard to, but keep I don't want to look. No, we won't look. Did Han lads ever get it? I mean, probably. Okay. I mean, I don't want to look. Is the thing? But you are looking at something <laughs> right now. I know. I but know. something else. Yep. Well, Abraxas El Godson. Oh, okay, great. Is just a name I thought of. Okay, good. So now so we're just, just give him a little scoop a little on song, peanuts. a little song about the peanuts. Okay. Even though we don't know what they are, Linus got a blanket. Lucy and she moved to football yeah. and uh, Pigpen. Pigpen, such a dirty guy. Schroeder played piano like you. Oh yeah, Schroeder. Mm-hmm. I remember him. Yeah, he inspired good. you. Mm-hmm. He was a big inspiration to me, actually. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yes. That is true. Actually, it's like you're correcting me, but that's actually what I said. <laughs> Let's see. So, should I mention the characters in the song? Yeah. Okay. I don't really know that much about peanuts. But Lucy moved the football and Charlie Brown. I'm not quite sure, but I think he fell for it every time. And... Snoopy sleeps uncomfortably on top of a doghouse and communicates with the birds mysteriously somehow. And I'm familiar with Schroeder. Why are you pretending not to know 
about the peanuts. Yeah, what do you everything. gain I from mean, not, not really teaching knowing. me? I'm about not pretending not to know. I'm just um, the, all everything that I know is just through pop culture. I haven't delved in deeper Bye. Hollywood Handbook is brought to you by Wolf Cool Productions, a subsidiary of Calvin and Hobbes. Ow, baby. That was a HeadGum Podcast.